0: Hello everyone, I'm Eric Manaraysay from BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation and welcome to another episode of Wealth Watchers. Today's episode covers the happenings in the market for the month of February and what a month that was. The biggest news that rocked the markets was Russia's invasion of Ukraine which turned a lot of reactions from the global community and affected the markets globally. Hanggang dito sa Pilipinas, ramdam natin ang epekto nito. We recently held a webinar regarding these market happenings, so let's tune in as our resident investment analyst, Mr. Daz Mercado, sheds light on these events and their impact to our investments. Alright, so Daz, there are so many things that we want to talk about today. But of course, the most pressing issue at this time is what's happening there in Ukraine and Russia. So Panimula, Daz, can you tell us more about this?
1: Sure. So the conflict uh, between Ukraine and Russia started many years ago and uh, we probably don't have uh, enough time to discuss everything, but allow me to share what happened recently. So on December 2021, Russia issued demands to NATO or the North Atlantic uh, Treaty Organization, which is a military alliance, including 28 European countries and uh, two North American countries. And among these demands uh, is that Ukraine Uh, never be admitted to NATO, which was rejected by the Biden administration. Then on Feb 21, so Russia recognized two uh, regions, two breakaway regions in Ukraine as independent states and uh, sent troops in. And on Feb 24, uh, Russia launched a full scale invasion of Ukraine. And since then, uh, the U.S. and its allies have uh, imposed economic sanctions uh, targeting Russia's uh, banking, uh, technology, aerospace sectors, etc. So things are uh, really escalated quickly. Yeah, you're right there,
0: no? Everything escalated so quickly. Ambilas, ambilas ng lahat. Now, and of course, of course, we want things to dissipate as soon as possible. But going to the point, Das, no, straight to the point. Given what's happening there, what are the implications to the investments markets?
1: Probably the most obvious one. And uh, something that we can all relate to is a spike in global oil prices. So Brent crude, uh, which is a global benchmark for oil, reached as high as one hundred ten dollars per barrel after Russia's attack on uh, Ukraine. And this level was not seen since 2014. And uh, this is much higher compared to uh, the price levels at the start of uh, the year, which were around seventy to eighty dollars per barrel. So. Russia's invasion to Ukraine is connected to oil prices because Russia produces 10% of global oil output. So Russia also supplies 40% of uh, Europe's gas requirements. So the concern is coming from potential supply disruptions related to oil and uh, natural gas uh, between Russia and the rest of the world. So this is why oil prices spike since the invasion. Then aside from oil, Global equities uh, were also hit with so much volatility because of the uncertainty stemming from this war. Uh, But even before things escalated in Ukraine, equity markets have dipped uh, because of investors being concerned about economic growth prospects in 2022 amidst an environment where inflation is high and central banks are set to scale back their stimulus measures that's been helping economies grow. Uh, you know, that's
0: as far as I can remember, inflation in the U.S. was at around seven and a half percent in January 2022. And at the start of 2021, it was just at
1: around one, one point five percent. That's right. And um, inflation is elevated in many countries or regions, not just in the U.S. So inflation in uh, the Eurozone was above five percent in January, above uh, their normal levels. So again, um, at the start of the year, oil, oil price benchmarks were $70 to $80 per barrel. Now, they're above $100 per barrel. So imagine how that can push inflation even higher.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Actually, personally, when I come to gas stations, the prices of gasoline way up there. No? I've been constantly thinking twice before going out now because of how expensive uh, gas, gas prices are.
1: So let me add to uh, that sentiment. So. Pump prices in gasoline stations will not be the only spending item that is set to go higher. But there would be upward pressure to prices of uh, almost all goods. All of the items that we see in supermarkets, uh, palenque, and restaurants, these have to be transported from, let's say, the Mm -hmm. provinces to the metro. And so part of uh, the price that we're paying for these goods are used to pay the transportation costs. Uh, The gas uh, for the trucks used to deliver these goods. So significant jump in oil prices will put upward pressure to um, prices of almost all goods. So in fact, uh, the BSP uh, revised their 2022 annual inflation uh, forecast from 3.4% to 3.7% because of the recent spike in oil prices. And Mm -hmm. it's interesting uh, that you mentioned that you're thinking twice uh, before going out. Uh, because of pump prices being more expensive and that's a good example of how high inflation can influence our purchasing decisions so to postpone or defer spending especially on things that are not essential so the impact of this uh the impact of this consumer decision would be noticeably slower than expected economic growth or gdp So higher prices uh, results in lower purchasing power of uh, consumers. And a good illustration of this uh, scenario is in the US, inflation was 7.5%, while wage growth was just 5.7%. Well, if you think about it, they are lucky to get 5.7% increase in wages, but not in an environment where prices of goods and uh, services are increasing by 7.5% year on year. Uh, so we can say that workers are effectively earning less compared to a year ago. Hence, uh, recent U.S. consumer surveys show more people now are postponing spending on cars, gadgets, or housing.
0: Yeah. Now, does with inflation risks even going higher given oil spikes amidst russia ukraine that conflict now would you say that this development is reinforcing that need for central banks to raise rates you know because we know that one way to control inflation is really by uh controlling these rates or uh, raising policy rates
1: right well i i can say yes or no uh, categorically on one hand uh you're right inflation risks are greater now so more reasons for central banks to raise rates. But on the other hand, uh, there are economic growth risks due to declining purchasing power of consumers, supply chain disruptions, um, and uncertainties uh, due to what's happening in uh, Ukraine and Russia and the economic sanctions. So these growth risks uh, make the US Federal Reserve or the US Central Bank uh, dial down its rate hikes uh, for the year. Ultimately, I would say that central banks are in a tight spot and are facing significant policy challenges at the moment. Nonetheless, it's more or less certain that the Fed uh, will raise rates this year. The only question is by how much?
0: All right. So does given what you just said, no? and given all that's happening right now, what should our investors expect from their fixed income portfolio, from their fixed income investments?
1: Yeah, sure. So. The backdrop of rising inflation, tighter monetary policies, and let me add, the continued government borrowing uh, will continue to put upward pressure on bond yields globally. On the other hand, some safe haven demand due to what's happening in Ukraine can offset some of that pressure. Locally, despite inflation looking to be within the BSP's target of 2 to 4%, higher rates outside the Philippines may prompt some fund reallocation. And uh, the BSP may also be forced to hike rates by the latter half of 2022 as other central banks hike rates. So we've already seen yields go higher this year Uh, in the Philippines, yields of government bonds with maturities of over four years are now much higher compared to their pre-pandemic levels. So does,
0: as of this moment, returns of fixed income investments may not be favorable,
1: right? That's right. So our fixed income investments may be hit by negative price changes as uh, yields move higher. But the silver lining here is that as yields go higher, the return potential over the long term increases. New investments uh, will be invested at higher rates. uh, Interest or coupons that we get will be invested at higher rates. And now we've been talking about this uh, since last year. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We recommend investors to have more money invested in funds uh, which are focused on uh, time deposits and bonds with uh, shorter maturities like uh, BPI Invest Short-Term Fund and uh, BPI Invest Money Market Fund. And for those who have a little bit uh, more risk appetite and longer investment horizons, uh, they can add more to Odyssey Peso Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. medium-term bond fund. And this is a strategy uh, to minimize potential drags in returns uh, due to price changes brought by increase in yields because short term bonds are less sensitive to increase uh, in yields. So basically on
0: the shorter end, that's right.
1: Right. Right. So that's generally
0: when people hear news about war, about Russia, Ukraine, war, missiles, all these things, the knee jerk reaction is for people to, you know, put their investments in cash instead, or withdraw their funds, But are we saying that there is no need for that now? I mean, are are you saying that there are still opportunities to grow their investments, given what's happening now?
1: Definitely, uh, there are always opportunities uh, to grow our investments over the long term. And you've said it accurately, it's a major reaction. So reacting uh, without giving it much thought. So just like what, I, what I've said uh, about fixed income, we recommend investors to put more money in funds, uh, focus on time deposits and short-term bonds. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily withdrawing money, but we're recommending clients to invest in funds with less risks um, at the moment, but still provides uh, some return uh, instead of just keeping money in savings accounts uh, with very minimal interest rates. I guess
0: key there really is to know where to allocate, no? No, no, Don't just pull out, know right. where to allocate given what's happening. Thanks, Daz, for sharing those key action points to our investors, you know, what they can follow. Generally, we recommend investors to invest more, again, no, in those shorter term fixed income funds. Now, before leaving the topic of Russia and Ukraine no, and the spike in oil prices, what's the impact of these, namandas to the peso?
1: Yeah. So at the start of the year, uh, the exchange rate uh, was 51 pesos per dollar. And now uh, we were forecasting it to reach uh, 52 pesos per dollar by the end of uh, this year. And mm-hmm. um, so primarily our peso depreciation or higher exchange rate view is coming from our expectations of continued recovery in imports as our economy recovers. And I think it's important uh, for everyone to know that oil accounts for around 10% of uh, the goods uh, that we import. So with global oil prices uh, being high, we are now paying more for every uh, amount of uh, oil that we import. So generally, higher imports uh, points to Peso depreciation or higher exchange rate, uh, because we need dollars to buy uh, imports. So higher imports uh, means local businesses will need more dollars uh, to buy their imports, resulting in higher demand for the dollar uh, and the stronger the dollar, the weaker the peso. And so the Mm -hmm. higher the exchange rate. So having said that, there could be upside risks to our initial forecast of 52 pesos per dollar uh, because of the recent spike in global oil prices.
0: All right. Thanks for that very comprehensive explanation. Now, moving the discussion to a more positive topic. COVID-19 cases have been steadily uh, steadily declining, no? so locally, daily new cases reached as high as 35,000 uh, cases a day in January, but now we're averaging just around 1,000 per day. Um, since March 1, NCR in many areas in the Philippines are now under alert level 1, no? the lowest alert level in, in the current quarantine classification. So. Is this also happening in other countries? And what could be the implication naman of COVID-19, again, to investments?
1: Yes. So cases have been on a downtrend uh, since the surge in cases due to Omicron. But Mm -hmm. probably the most notable development in the past uh, month was that some countries such as Denmark, uh, Norway, Ireland, and the UK have removed almost all if not all their local COVID-19 restrictions, which is a step uh, towards treating COVID as an endemic illness, like a normal flu. I have attended a webinar with uh, Reverend Father Nicanor Ostriaco, who is a molecular biologist and uh, part of OCTAR research. And he said uh, that we can never say for certain that things will indeed move to the direction of treating COVID like a normal flu. But as of the moment, it looks like we are. And uh, the term that he used uh, was increasing likelihood because we, we can never see for, for certain. So there's light at the end of the tunnel from this COVID-19 pandemic.
0: I like that, no, light at the end of the tunnel. This has been a very long tunnel <laughs> and I hope now things continue to improve. All right, what is our PSEI target target? Yeah. So that's a, wait, I guess that's the only question. What's our PSEI target?
1: Sure, sure. So our base case uh, PSEI target for the year is uh, Mm 7,600, which represents a 7% gain from the end of 2021. Um, At this moment, we have a bias towards investing in domestic equities uh, on the back of continued economic and corporate earnings recovery. Uh, I think I've said this uh, already before uh, that the local market has underperformed uh, for the past four years. Uh, as foreign investors uh, pulled out from the market. And we think in 2022, there could be less foreign outflows or even foreign inflows in the local market. Um, If we see significant foreign inflows in the market, we can uh, potentially hit index levels even above 7,600. So economic growth momentum in the Philippines has become stronger uh, with fourth quarter 2021 GDP growing by 7.7% significantly beating market expectations. And um, more people are now vaccinated, uh, which could pave the way for a more resilient um, economic recovery. And I think everyone should should note that we have moved past uh, the Omicron surge without significantly straining our healthcare system. And this happened uh, due to the combination of the qualities of the variant, which was said to be more transmissible, uh, but causes less severe cases and the fact that more people are now vaccinated. So 2022 uh, is set to be the full reopening or recovery year for the Philippines, which was the story of developed markets in 2021. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But of course, um, equities are always subject to risks. Um, Uncertainties uh, that we are looking at right now uh, can come from the pandemic, um, elections. Uh, There are still a lot of questions on how the government uh, will be run in the next six years, especially on economic front, uh, and tighter monetary policies uh, globally, and lastly would be geopolitical events such as what's happening in uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia.
0: Alright, that, that, that's very well said. Uh, said does no. I guess to just very crudely summarize what you what you mentioned, there's upside. There's definitely upside in this space. It's just that. Of course, since we're dealing with equities, investors need to be wary of those risks that you just mentioned right now. But just going back to what you mentioned also, um, foreign investors, are they starting to come back to the local market?
1: Actually, yes. Uh, We have seen foreign inflows in many trading sessions already. Uh, In fact, foreign inflows uh, in the first two months of uh, this year was around $85 million. And hopefully uh, this continues. Uh, there's there's a lot of potential uh, inflows from foreign investors, given that uh, they've been net sellers for the past four years. Um, in 2020 alone, uh, there were $2.5 billion of uh, net outflows. In 2021, uh, foreign net outflows should have been around $1.5 billion if we removed um the block investment of J- japanese company jera uh into a power yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of money that went out from the local market so there's a lot of potential foreign inflows so again um you're seeing foreign inflows now and hopefully uh, this uh continues
0: yeah hopefully yeah hopefully uh next question does no What's the best strategy for dollar investments? Do you recommend investing in global equities?
1: At this moment, uh, things are not favorable um, to global equities, uh, which is susceptible to profit taking, especially after um, the strong rally since the pandemic. There's some room to shift uh, into other investments like local equities, uh, which has been uh, doing much better year to date. So investors um, who would like to have more exposure to local equities uh, can invest in uh, BPI Invest uh, Philippine Equity Index Fund and our other funds with unique themes such as uh, the BPI Invest uh, Philippine High Dividend Equity Fund. However, we still recommend investors to have diversified portfolios, uh, which include dollar investments in uh, global equities. Um, we we have been recommending this as far back as I can remember. And this recommendation does not solely consider the prospects in the next 12 months. uh, But it's mostly the benefits of diversification and potential gains uh, from global equities over the long term. So the benefits of diversification are evident in what happened in 2021 and year to date 2022. So investors who are not solely invested in local investments, but are also exposed to global equities benefited from the strong uh, returns of global equities in 2021. Meanwhile, year-to-date 2022, global equities dipped. uh, But the exposure to other investments such as short term fixed income funds and uh, local equities could provide some caution against uh, this development. So focusing on uh, global equities. We should always remember that when we invest in global equities, we invest in the biggest companies globally, uh, which are in the forefront of innovation, whether in technology, healthcare, finance, etc. While there's room to to have less global equities and more local equities at the moment, we don't want to totally zero out our global equity exposure just because of what's been happening now. Admittedly, risks are elevated now. uh, But what we don't want is to be obsessed with the timing. Timing, the market is extremely difficult and may result in investors um, chasing the market after it has gone up and missing opportunities to buy while the market is at low levels. So having said that, investors would have appetite uh, to have more exposure to global equities, can invest in BPI Invest Global Equity uh, Fund of Funds for global equity exposure, BPI Invest uh, U.S. Equity Index Feeder Fund for U.S. Equity Exposure and um, Odyssey Asia Pacific High Dividend Equity Feeder Fund for Asian um, equities exposure with a high uh, dividend investment fee. But as always, equities are not suitable for investors who have short investment horizon. Expect above average volatility in global equities given geopolitical tensions in Ukraine. Uh, nobody knows how this will develop and when this will end. Elevated inflation levels uh, globally and uh, tighter monetary policies. Nonetheless, long-term investors may take advantage of market dips to add position for long-term gains. So I, I hope uh, I was able to answer the question.
0: You're spot on, Daz. You know, uh, We do believe here that the crisis creates opportunities and perhaps this is As you said, a good opportunity for our listeners to take advantage of the market tips. So there you have it. To our listeners, we hope that wherever you are in the world, you are safe, happy, and comfortable. We hope you tune in to our next episode here on Wealth Watchers as we wait and see how these global developments will unfold. And rest assured that we will be here to help you navigate these challenging times. To our listeners, if you have questions, send us an email at management at bpi.com.ph Again, my name is Eric Manaresay, and thanks for tuning in to Wealth Radio, Growing Wealth Made Easy. BPI Asset Management and Trust Corporation is regulated by the Banco Central ng Pilipinas.